Isaiah 50 and verse 10 and 11. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. You shall lie down in sorrow. Are you walking in the light of faith? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for each person that came this morning. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would forgive me for my sin. God, that you would forgive us for our sin. That God, you would meet with us in a very special way as we look into your word. Father, sometimes we really believe that we're doing right. That we're making the right kind of choices. But we have not consulted your word. And we're really walking in the light of our own fire. And God, I pray that you would reveal that to us. If we're making choices in relationships or finances or priorities, and we're doing it based on our own reason, our own understanding, Father, you teach us not to lean into our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge you, and you will direct our paths. And Lord, help us to learn from your word. I pray it would be very clear, God, that you have a path laid out for us, and we're to walk it by faith. We love you. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Isaiah wrote these words by inspiration of the Holy Spirit during a time when Israel was idolatrous. They were worshiping idols, the vast majority of them. And it says in verse number 10, it says, who among you that feareth the Lord? This is a good thing, right? The reverence for God. That's what it means to to fear the Lord. Uh, This is a very, very good thing. When we reverence God, right? When we're aware of his presence, We're aware of his approval on our life. We're aware of the consequences of going against him, right? Um, The Bible says in Galatians 6, and I have a lot of scriptures for today, and you're certainly welcome to turn to them. But for the sake of time, I will probably just read them as I find them, okay? Galatians 6 and verse number 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting, right? So the idea of the fear of the Lord is just this simple principle that I know that I reap what I sow, right? So if I'm sowing good decisions and I'm obeying God, I can expect to reap the reward of these good decisions. But if I make bad decisions and I'm sowing to my flesh, I'm going to reap corruption, right? And so the, the, the God, God, God is the one that makes that principle work, right? It's not just the law of the universe. Buddhists say it's the law of karma. Well, it's, 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 it's similar, but it's not the same. First of all, we believe in one lifetime, not multiple lifetimes, but also in the fact that it's God that makes this principle work for us. Uh, I was watching one of those TED Talks on YouTube last night. And this guy was showing these scans of brains. 
It just looked like a, a blob, a white blob, like a scan. And it was showing the scan of people that had different medical conditions. And then it showed uh, a brain scan of someone who had been doing drugs, like taking drugs. And he didn't specify what kind of drugs. But it basically showed this brain scan and it looked like there were holes. It looked like Swiss cheese in this brain. And he said, don't believe it if somebody, in essence, he was saying, don't believe it if somebody tells you that taking drugs is, is fine, that there's, there's no consequences for it. This brain scan shows very clearly this has consequences, right? And so we believe that as Christians in, in every sense of the word that when we obey the Lord and we walk by faith, we can expect God to honor that, okay? Um, and if we are making bad choices, then we can expect sinful choices and we're going against God, then we can expect that we'll be rewarded justly for that as well. And that whole concept ties into the fear of God, the, the awareness the, 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 the reverence of God. So here he's talking to people. He says, you that feareth the Lord, right? He's talking to people that believe in God, that are following God, that are doing right during this time when the vast majority were idolatrous, right? I can say that we would all maybe in the New Testament sense find ourselves in verse number 10. We're here in church on a rainy day. The first good rainy Sunday of the fall weather, right? Here it is. We're into it now. Is I, I woke up this morning. Our house is a little bit cold, you know, a little bit chilly. And you hear the pitter-patter of rain, and it's like, ah, Cold rain. But it's time to go to church. Let's go. Let's get up. Let's take that shower, right? Let's put on all the smelly goods. Let's, let's do the thing, right? We're here to serve the Lord. We're here to do right. Who is among you that feareth the Lord? This is a spirit. This is an attitude. This is our heart. And we're not doing it because people are watching. We're doing it because he's watching. Let me say that again. We're not doing it because people are watching. It's not outside pressure. Outside pressure doesn't last very long. Okay? Eventually that person's not going to be there. Right? It's different with kiddos. Right? It's our responsibility to train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. To train them up. We're training them. But as we grow up, there needs to be opportunities for us to make choices. Parents should never say, here's a bad choice and a good choice. Don't make the bad choice. No, we should say, here's two good choices. You get to choose. That's what parents do. Right? Or here's best and here's maybe not quite as good. But not sin and right. Right. But here's and we train them up. But as we get into adulthood, it's like I'm doing this because I care and because God sees and I and I love the Lord and I want to honor him. I'm going to fear him. It says who among you that feareth the Lord that obeyeth the voice of his servant. OK, Obey, obeyeth the voice of his servant, meaning the prophet. He's prophesying the words of God. They're obeying not obeying the prophet per se, they're obeying the words of God that the servant of God is sharing and giving. Okay, uh, let's not deceive ourselves into thinking that I can fear the Lord and it's from my heart, but I'm not going to obey. Those two things go together, right? If I'm truly honoring the Lord and I'm truly trying to please him, it's going to result in the right actions. 
It's not going to be one of these things where I have a good heart and God really knows, but I never go to church. I never read the Bible. I never pray. I never worship the Lord. I never tithe. I never give. I never do. I never do anything that a Christian does. I never witness. I never tell anybody about Jesus or invite anybody to church, but I'm really a good person. Okay. Well, uh, maybe there's some growth that needs to come there. It does start in the heart. It absolutely starts in the heart. Okay, but here, fear of the Lord and then what? Obeyeth. It grows out. It starts in the inward. We hear the message, right? We're going to honor the Lord and then it grows out. If I truly believe something, it's going to result in action. Right? Absolutely, 100%. But then notice what it says next in the next phrase. He that obeyeth the voice of a servant, he fears the Lord. He obeys the voice of the servant. But then it says that he walks in darkness. That's weird. Wouldn't you think that someone that is obeying the Lord would have light? Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't it make sense that if they're doing what God is commanding them to do, they truly have reverence in their heart for the Lord. They have a relationship with God. They're trying to have the right actions. No one's perfect, right? But we're trying. We're trying to obey God. But then it says that he walk in darkness. It says they're walking let, that walketh in darkness and hath no light. Guys, listen. Can I just say that walking by faith does not mean that you always exactly know 100% what God wants from you in the next step. Faith, as it goes on to say, is trusting God in the dark times as well as in the light. It says that you obey the voice of the servant that walketh in darkness and hath no light, and then it gives him the instruction. It describes this person, their heart, their action, but then it says they don't have any light. What, is, what does it mean when it's saying they don't have any light? Well, it, doesn't mean, it means they, they don't see the next step. It means they don't have any direction or guidance for what's going to happen next. It means that even though they're doing right, it seems like perhaps in their mind they're still feeling depressed, they're still feeling anxious, they're still feeling confused. So what should we do? Should we quit? Should we stop reverencing the Lord? Should we stop obeying? Some of us, we can obey and do the outward, but the heart is far from. We've turned the heart off. Others, perhaps, we're trying to do the heart, but the, the actions are starting to become detached. What is the prescription here? We've got the description of this person. But the prescription is this. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Another word for trust there. Don't stop doing right. Don't stop fearing the Lord and honoring the Lord. Honor the Lord in your home. Honor the Lord when you're by yourself. Honor the Lord when you're with your friends. Honor the Lord when you're at work. Honor the Lord when you're traveling. Honor the Lord when you're on your devices. Honor the Lord with your speech. Obey the Lord. Do the right thing. Do the thing you know you're supposed to do. 
Do, not because someone from the outside is pressuring you, but because from the inside, you know, this would honor the Lord. And even though no one else sees me, I know God sees me. And I know that he alone holds the power to bless me or to make my life more difficult. But it's not necessarily because I know that he's going to make my life difficult, but the fact that he loves me enough to make my life difficult so that I will come back to him. We need to walk in the light as he is in the light. But sometimes when we're walking with the Lord, it seems like life is still dark. It seems like it's difficult. Guys, can I just kind of just remind us we are walking by faith and not by sight. Sometimes when our heart is right, it seems like our life can still be dark. Sometimes when it seems like that we're doing the right thing, our life can still be dark. He is describing not a bad person, but a good person, a person that God approves of. These are instructions from God himself that God allows these times to come in our life where not everything is joyous, not everything is amazing, not everything is just clicking along. There are trials and there are troubles. And in this particular sense, spiritually, it can seem as if it's, it's unfeeling. I don't sense God the way I used to. I don't feel as close to him. I read the Bible, but it doesn't speak to me the way it used to. I listen to worship music, but I don't feel it the way I used to. And it just seems like that maybe I'm far from the Lord. God, am, am I far from you? Have I sinned against you? And nothing seems to come to mind. What should I do? Continue to reverence God. Continue on in the path. Do the next right thing. Let me say that again. Do the next right thing. Don't stop doing right when it begins to get dark. What should we do? What should we focus on? Trust. Faith. Trust. Faith. Trust. Faith. How's your faith? Now, no one can honestly say, my faith is perfect. Of course not. We're human beings. But can I just encourage us? We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's going to happen. But no matter what happens, we can determine by God's grace, I'm going to trust him. Life gets dark sometimes. It gets difficult. And we don't always know exactly what to do. There's a young lady by the name of Corey Tin Boom. Her family was caught hiding Jews in their home in Nazi Germany during World War II. And she and her family were thrown into Ravensbrück Camp Prison. There are many books written about Corey Tin Boom. She had a sister that was with her named Betsy. And when they went into the concentration camp, they were able to smuggle a tattered Bible with them. Now, obviously, if they were caught with this, they would be dealt with very, very harshly. And the barracks or the room where they slept was completely infested with fleas. The fleas were like torture. They were biting them. 
They just, they seemed like there were more fleas in their barracks room than in anywhere else in the camp. They read the passage in 1 Thessalonians 5. And 18 says this, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Guys, can I say this? Whatever's happening in your life right now is the will of God. And to get through it, we have to be thankful. We can't turn that off. We can't turn thankfulness off and then start thanking when things are good. In, in, in the concentration camp, in the barracks full of fleas, give thanks. In that, in that situation, in that difficulty, give thanks. For this is the will of God. What's the will of God? The situation, but it's the will of God for us to be thankful. And her and her sister, Corey Ten Boom, and her sister, Betsy, read that. And her sister insisted they be thankful for everything and begin praying aloud. Betsy thanked God for all things, but when she thanked him for even the fleas, Corey disagreed. She hated fleas. They were nasty, pesky little bugs that kept biting her legs and she would not be thankful for them. However, Betsy persisted and Corey succumbed to being thankful in all circumstances. Later, they heard the Nazi officers refused to enter the barracks because of the fleas. The fleas kept them safe from being molested and abused. And dozens of desperate women were free. They would stay completely away like the guards were not even close. And they were free to read the words of God that they had smuggled in aloud. Giving hope from the word of God. And God making sure that their deepest spiritual needs were met. Sometimes blessings come out of adversity. Fleas look different for everyone. Financial issues, marital crisis, or health problems can overwhelm our thoughts. God gives many warnings in scripture that unthankfulness leads to pointless thinking. It takes practice to be thankful in spite our trials or fleas. Darkness. Darkness doesn't mean I'm going to stop following. Darkness doesn't mean I'm going to stop reverencing the Lord. I'm not doing right because someone's watching me. I'm not doing right because somebody's pressuring me. I'm not doing right because if I don't, somebody will find out and I'll get scolded and I don't want to put up with the scolding. So I'm just going to do right. No, I'm doing right because I fear the Lord. I'm doing right because I reverence the Lord. I'm doing right because it's my choice. Because I love God. We love him because he first loved us. And that's why we reverence the Lord. And because I reverence the Lord, because it's what's in my heart, it's going to result in my actions. 
But that doesn't mean that my life is always going to be light. Doesn't mean that I'm always going to know what to do. Doesn't mean that there's not going to be times of confusion. Doesn't mean there's not going to be moments of frustration. Doesn't mean that everything's going to go perfectly. It doesn't mean that if I honor God and reverence him, that everything is just going to click right along. Sometimes my laptop starts running badly or my tablet stop starts running badly or my device running starts running badly. And I don't know on your device, but on these devices, these Apple devices, usually what that means, it's time for an up- update. Why isn't this thing working right? Supposed to work right. Then you go to the system preferences. Preferences, that's a loose word. Software update, and it's got the little red dot. Two updates available. You can deny the update, but then your phone's still not going to work right. Right? Connect it to power, they say. Connect it to power, got it, check. Then you push the update thing. And after it goes through the update, after it goes through the update, then everything's fine. We understand it with devices. We understand it with technological things. But here's the thing when it comes to living the life of faith is that sometimes when we're reverencing the Lord and obeying the Lord, it seems as if I'm walking by faith, surely. Of course I'm walking by faith and perhaps we are. But if we're not careful, we can start walking in the power of our own flesh and God allows the darkness to come into our mind. We can feel helpless. We can feel confused. We can feel frustrated. We can feel anxious. We can have trouble sleeping at night. Why? Because God wants us to get back to the truth of making sure that we are walking in faith. He says this. He says, If you fear the Lord, you're obeying the voice of his servant, but you're walking in darkness and you don't have any light. What should we do? Let him trust in the name of the Lord. What's the cure, pastor? Faith. What's the cure? Trust. What's the cure? Trust and stay upon his God. But then he gives us a contrast in verse 11. Gives us a contrast. This is the person who's not trusting in the Lord. The light is, you're not waiting for the light of instruction. You're not waiting for the light of wisdom. You're not waiting for the light of faith and for that faith to be fueled by God. You're not waiting for the light of of guidance of the next step from God. Instead, this person in verse 11, they decide, as the photo shows, to kindle their own fire. Now this is in reference to the idol worship that was taking place all around them. They had stopped worshiping Jehovah God in the proper way in the temple. And instead they had gone and they started to make idols out of wood and out of stone and out of precious metals. And they're falling down and worshiping this. It's a picture of, I'm not going to wait from the light of heaven. I'm not going to wait for God's revelation I'm not going to wait for his word. I'm not going to reverence God. Instead, I'm going to push all of that aside. And when darkness comes, I'm going to go and I'm going to craft my own solution. In this particular sense, talking about idolatry. Let's look at verse 11. 
Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks. So it's like they've kind of made almost like a fire ring around them that compass yourself about with sparks, right? It's like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna protect myself. Isn't that interesting? The Bible says safety is of the Lord. Sometimes people get this idea that living the life of faith is not safe. Walking by faith is not safe. Well, it's safer than kindling your own fire because we're trusting in the everlasting God. Surely the everlasting God that doesn't get tired and he doesn't get hungry and he doesn't take naps, surely he can look out for me and he can, and he can honor those who trust in him. But if I'm responsible for keeping myself safe and I'm not going to trust in the Lord, then, 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 then who's the one that's responsible for saving me? Me. I am. It says they walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. Newfoundland, they've had this huge storm come through. Fiona, right? This huge storm come through. I was watching a couple videos last night about it. These big waves coming through. So much power is out. They're saying hundreds of thousands of people and power is out. Now, our heart goes out to them and we'll pray for them at the end of the service, right? And for those churches and those pastors and for those people. But just a simple illustration of something that just happened yesterday is that the sun came up this morning. The storm didn't put out the sun. Right? The sun came up. But the electrical light, the man-made stuff, wonderful, beautiful, uh, and very convenient, but it got knocked out. And if I can just use that as a quick little illustration and just a quick little analogy, God is our source of light. He's the one that brings the understanding to our situation. He's the one that helps us see what we should do. He is the one that gives us the guidance that we need. We look to him. We look to his word. And friends, just like the sun, it will never go out. It will never go out. We can always count on it. But if we're not careful, far too often our own reasoning, our own plans, it's like that electrical light. It's perfect and it's dependable until a big, huge storm hits. And then we're like, what do we do now? We've got to fix this. And not that it shouldn't be fixed, but I'm simply trying to say is that our trust needs to be in our God. We can trust in God. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Let's look at a few verses here that talk about the light. It is an interesting study. I've got so many verses to share. We don't have time to look at all of them. But let's just take a few moments and let's look at the light, the topic of the light. Okay, let's, let's look together. John 8 and verse 12. We'll look in the New Testament just for a little bit, and then we'll go back to the book of Psalms and look at a few verses there. We'll just make a few comments and just allow, allow God's word to remind us we can trust God for the light 
that we need. John 8 and verse 12. Then, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Light begins, spiritual understanding and faith begins when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. And the promise is that he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, meaning your lifestyle will not be one of confusion and darkness. It will be one of peace and joy. It doesn't mean we won't have periods where that will be tested with trials and temptations and difficulties, but the lifestyle of a Christian is one of light. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, let's look at that verse together in 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. So we are saved. Jesus is the light of the world. And he wants us to follow him. When we accept him as our savior, our spirit now has the light of Christ. We, we are, are uh, the Bible says that, um, that we've been quickened, right? Our spirit is now made alive. The Bible says the natural man receiveth not the things of God. An unsaved person, someone who's not born again, cannot understand spiritual truth. To them, it's darkness, it's confusion. It doesn't make any sense. And so when we're talking about people who reverence God and people who try to obey God, there are unbelievers that try to live that lifestyle, but they don't truly have spiritual light in their life because they've not yet trusted Christ. That is where light begins. He says, I am the light of the world. Spiritual light begins with expect, uh, accepting Christ as our savior. And as we follow him, that is called walking in the light, walking in the light of scripture, walking in the light of the Holy Spirit who guides us and opens up our understanding and shows us that's what I need to do next. That's the choice I need to make next. That's what I should do next in our step of growth. That process is called walking in the light. It says in verse five, first John one and verse five, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that, by the way, let's point out the fact that Jesus said, I am the light, right? And right here it says, God is the light. Notice these two things go together, okay? If anybody tries to tell you that God and Jesus are, are different or one is the light and the other one's not the light, listen, we're not listening to that. Uh, God, uh, Jesus Christ is fully 100% God. He is the light of the world. The Bible says that God is the light. That's not a mistake in your scripture. Those two things are absolutely true. Verse six, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we're going to have fellowship with the Lord, we have to walk in obedience to the Lord. And we also have to be willing to accept the fact that we are sinners, meaning sin can come between us and God. Sometimes when we are trying to reverence the Lord and we're trying to walk in obedience, sometimes the reason why our spiritual understanding gets dark is because we have sin in our life. 
And the Bible says we can say we have no sin, but we're actually deceiving ourselves. Friend, do you have something in your life that is between you and the Lord? It's like a solar eclipse. Something comes between the earth and the sun, and now everything grows dark. And that's what our sin does. I'm trying to walk by faith, but it, I'm, it's just very dark. Well, is God, is God testing your trust, testing your faith? Or have you allowed something to come between you and God? We have to be willing to ask that question. We're going to look at a few verses now in the book of Psalms. Psalms and Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 6 and 23, please. Proverbs. We'll just look at a few of these and then we'll be done. Just a quick reminder. I got to figure this out. Well, maybe you should get close to the Lord. I don't know what to do. Maybe you should get close to the Lord. Oh, I don't need God. I know what to do. Ah, you should probably get close to the Lord. You should probably start reading the word. You should probably pray about that before you do that. Proverbs 6. And verse 23 says, For the commandment is a lamp. The commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. What is light? When I need light, what should I do? Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't stop reverencing the Lord. I shouldn't, I shouldn't stop from obeying God. I shouldn't go to my own imagination or try to figure things out by myself. I shouldn't lean into my own understanding as, as the word of God says. I shouldn't do that. What should I look to? I should look to the word of God. The Bible says that God's word is a light. The law is light. Look at Proverbs 4 and 18. Let's go back a few. A few verses. Proverbs 4 and 18. Proverbs 4 and 18. It says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day, the way of the wicked, the path of the just and the way of the wicked. These are lifestyles. These are choices. Someone who is saved can walk in the path of the wicked. Right? Make bad choices. Well, it shows us here what, what happens. If I'm following the life of faith and I'm following the path of the just, it's going to get brighter and brighter. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make more and more sense. It's, it's, it, God is going to reward that faith with more wisdom. I'm going to be able to understand and see more things in a spiritual sense. I'm going to be able to look at everything. Listen, I'm going to be deceived less if I continue on in this walk of faith. If I'm willing to take the steps of faith that God has for me, the path is going to get brighter and brighter. It's going to get better and better. It doesn't mean my life's going to get easier and easier. It means that my wisdom, I'm going to be able to see through what is happening. Notice again in our illustration of Corey Tin Boom. 
They're, they're so confused by the fleas. They're frustrated at the fleas. They're probably praying the fleas would go away. Matter of fact, if I remember correctly, this is based on memory of something I read years ago, not the account I just read right there. They were praying for the fleas to go away, and they got worse. And then they read in the scripture. It says, be thankful. Now, that day, that's the last thing they wanted to do, is to be thankful. But what did they do? That's what it says. So we're going to do it. Lord, thank you for the fleas. By faith, they're obeying what God's word said. Did they completely understand? No. Did they completely understand? No. Their path at that moment, they were referencing the Lord, were they not? Were they referencing the Lord from their heart? Absolutely. Yeah, they were. Were they obeying God? Yes, they were. From their heart, they were obeying the Lord. Absolutely, they were. Was their, was their path bright or was it dark? It was dark. They didn't get it. But what did they do? They continued to trust the Lord by faith. They just said, we're going to trust in the name of our God. We're just going to do this because God says to. And then a little bit later, what happened? Their path grew brighter and brighter with the knowledge that the guards would not come in and mess with them, molest them, take away their Bible, and do all kinds of things. Why? Because they were obedient to the Lord. It made sense later on. We don't understand why the things are happening in our lives right now. We don't always understand why God allows these things to happen. Why is it like this? What is happening? God says, I'm trying to build your faith in me. I have a reason. You need to trust me. Even though it may seem dark right now, yes, if you trust me, there will be light in the future. I promise you, walk in the light. Walk in the light of your understanding of Scripture right now. But it doesn't mean you're going to understand everything. It doesn't mean it's going to be a spotlight. It doesn't mean you're, listen, doesn't mean you're going to have like this weird prophetical vision of looking at everybody and understanding exactly. It's not, no, no. It's faith. It's faith. Well, what's the alternative? Look at our verses here in a moment. Proverbs 4, verse 18. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Not all at once. Remember sermon last week about the dimmer switch. See the same principles right there. Isn't that cool how the Bible does that? Oh my goodness, this, I'm telling you what, the more you get into it, the more it's just like, that is so cool. It's almost like one God wrote the whole thing. Actually, that's exactly what it is. But notice what he says. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. So does it sound like it gets better or worse? It sounds like it gets worse. Darkness and stumbling and the confusion and the fear of not knowing what you're stumbling over? I, I have great respect for psychologists and psychiatrists, but we've got to understand that is medical. That's not spiritual. And just because someone is diagnosed with something or just because we've, we've learned something about human beings and the way our brains work, that stuff is fascinating. It's amazing to me. I think it's so cool. But we cannot sit there and try to replace that with spiritual truth. Amen. 
so many people that when they only look to that, they know not at what they stumble. The amazing thing about Christians is that we have the ability to look at the whole picture. We can understand the body, the soul, and the spirit. And not just one of those things. Again, that TED Talk I watched last night was through by, a, by a, uh, an x-ray technician. And he also had a degree in psychology. And he said this specifically. I can show you the video. And this guy's legit. He said, when you go to a psychologist, he says, every other doctor can look at the actual problem. They can look at it. A psychologist gives you their best guess. That's what he said. We're throwing, again, quotation, we're throwing darts in the dark. That's what he said. There are some things out there we just don't understand. And if we're not careful, we will try to bring the same level of understanding that we have of so many other parts of this world and try to bring that into Christianity when you think, well, if I follow the Lord, I should be able to understand everything that happens to me. That's not faith. That's not faith. So what's the price tag of discarding faith as a believer? Not that you're not going to go to heaven when you die. But what's the price tag? I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm not going to read my Bible anymore. I'm not going to pray anymore. I'm going to figure this out on my own. I am going to create my own sparks. My own sparks of safety. My own sparks of understanding. And I'm, I'm going to try to figure this out for myself. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Here's the thing. If I follow on to the path of righteousness and I follow on trusting in the Lord, I may not be able to always see because sometimes it gets dark for us too. I may not be always be able to see, but I'm holding on to the hand of the one who does see in the dark. Oh, that's good. Guys, listen. The life of faith doesn't mean that you have this supernatural ability to be able to see through everything and understand everything. And, but, but, but it does give you the supernatural ability to be able to trust the God who does understand everything and can see everything. And that should not be discarded just because times get a little dark and a little difficult. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. So let's end with Psalm 27 and verse 1. Psalm 27 and verse 1. Psalm 27 and verse 1. Let's say with David, Psalm 27, verse one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Notice the last two verses of this chapter as well. Man, aren't these good? I had fainted. Unless 
I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Do not discard your faith. Faith is the light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day, the end of the world, the time that we go to heaven. It shines brighter and brighter. Until then, let's determine by God's grace, we are going to walk in the light of faith. Everybody bow your heads, please, and close your eyes.